Welcome back, everybody, to what we call Lively Extra, when 30 minutes is just not enough. And with this panel, we could probably go for the next hour and a half, but we all have day jobs, so we will try to keep it to... Uh, nine or ten minutes we didn't get to any national news and boy what a new what a week for national news uh, president uh biden uh, getting inaugurated last week ted let me begin with you because we did a little back and forth it's really becoming rhode island south now in washington dc how much that's going to put us on the national map i don't know but certainly jo uh, governor mundo's uh commerce secretary uh hearing was big but we've also have some other players involved down there yeah, uh, Jim, it's keeping me busy as a reporter, that's for sure. I mean, you've got, obviously, we're, all the coverage of Governor Raimondo, and I, I continue to think that having a, a both a Rhode Islander as well as just a New Englander is um, probably a net positive uh, for the region economically. I know New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell has told me how enthusiastic he has to have a governor really knows fisheries because that's such a big part of what the Commerce Department does with NOAA under her. But then you have David Cicilline trooping across the Capitol to deliver the impeachment articles. You know, he this is one I mean, he was on the front page of the New York Times. He's he was on Anderson Cooper the other night. I mean, he is front and center on this impeachment drive, even more so than the last one. And then as we were talking about on the broadcast half, at some point, the Senate will actually allow the Democrats to be take the chairmanships that they now are theoretically in control of. And Jack Reed will run the Armed Services Committee, which is a huge job and obviously one he's been in line for for years. And that's just on top of that, Sheldon Whitehouse, while he's not going to be a chairman, he certainly has risen in seniority and is a, a leading voice on a host of issues down there. So it's just, yeah, it's a time all these Rhode Island politicos are making news and, and you know, because this region, both in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, just sends all Democrats down there, uh, the difference between a mostly or fully Republican controlled Washington and a Democratic controlled Washington is, is in a lot of ways, the difference between them being relevant and irrelevant. Yeah, Bob Wagan found that out the hard way during the Republican Congress during his years. Patrick, I wonder also um, what your feeling is as we move into a to a, a Biden administration. Jack Reed, they've been talking about for years. Oh, Defense Department and this and that. And he's always said, oh, I just love being a senator. And I thought if any time there was going to be, look, he's in his early 70s, next four years that he would have taken maybe a cabinet position. Now, maybe he gave him the Heisman, but did it strike you as odd that Reed is continuing to stay as senator and not be a player above that seat? Or is that just who Jack Reed is? I don't know. He's, he's always said that. He's, he's been consistent. And we don't believe him, do we? No, we, we don't, don't believe him. Maybe, this, maybe he's the one you can I actually believe. believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think his denials have actually been more credible. Um, I mean, we really didn't believe uh, Governor Raimondo when she said, I mean, talking about, we, we really didn't believe that at all. Um, but yeah, we, he is more credible when he, when he says that. Um, and and I, I think he has had opportunity. He he really has has just found his his spot. And um, you know when you look at uh, the age of um, a lot of the Senate leadership on the Democratic side, I mean he could go on and on. Um, he's he's not one of the older ones when you when you look at um, uh, the age of some of the Democratic leaders. But yeah, this this puts him in a, in a really good position um, and Rhode Island in a in a good position. Um, I mean. The, the funding for submarines and electric boat um, has, has been strong throughout, uh, even in a GOP administration. Um, I think that one of the things, and this goes to, to Raimondo becoming Commerce Secretary, and, and not armed services, but the offshore wind industry um, looks poised for a, a big uh, boom in the next 
uh, four years. Um, and, and some of those projects could get off the ground uh, now. And that could mean a lot of jobs and construction projects along the coast. Amanda? I, I mean, I agree with, with what both of them have said. I think um, Senator Reid has been very consistent with what he said and what he's done. I mean, he is who he is. And I think he's he's comfortable in his position and, and he wields enough power and he represents uh, Rhode Island enough. He doesn't, he doesn't strike me, you know, as, as um, Patrick said before, you know, Governor Raimondo, we kind of knew that she was moving on. Senator Reid has made, has made his place. Um, you know, and it's really been fascinating also to see um, David Cicilline moving ahead as he has and watching him, you know, cross the rotunda and walk the uh, articles of impeachment over to the Senate was just was really amazing. We were, we're making history here and um, it's going to be interesting to see where where this goes. All right. Quick bullet poll for each of you to end this segment. What are you going to be looking for? Ted, we'll begin with you. What are you going to be looking for in Washington over the next month, let's say, once kind of the dust is settled and they begin to settle in the, the day to day? What's the one thing or two things that you're going to be looking for? They're probably obvious. First is, you know, does impeachment um, fizzle out and, you know, end up looking just like last time with the Republicans not having the stomach uh, to convict the president? I mean, there was a period there, I really thought Mitch McConnell might swing enough senators along with him to convict uh, when Liz Cheney came out and everything, but it looks like they're wavering. So, so I'll be interested to see how that goes. And then, you know, can Biden, how do Biden and the Democrats pass their next relief bill? You know, if, if it goes through on a strict party line vote, which is possible right now, you know, I understand why they want to get it done. And I'm not sure the Republicans in the end would have gotten on board, but that's going to set the tone legislatively for the Biden administration. So I think that'll that'll tell us a lot about what Washington's going to be like, at least for the next two years. Amanda, what are you going to be looking for? I'm really watching how they handle uh, the insurrection on from January 6th. That is you know, considering the report that came out yesterday warning about domestic extremism being a real threat across this nation, but no actual idea of what what is going to happen. I, I think we're going to be, this is a problem we're going to be living with for a while. And if we think that we're in Rhode Island, we're immune, you're quite wrong. We have those groups here. We have the three percenters here. We have the Oath Keepers here. Some of the folks who are at the insurrection on January 6th who are arrested in the insurrection January 6th have been at protests here in Rhode Island. So this is, um, you know, this is a national issue that is, it is really going to have a major impact on all of us. And I don't, it's just not over. It's just not gonna be over in March. It's not gonna be over at the end of this year. This is a problem we are living with. Patrick, you get the last minute. What are you gonna be looking for? Yeah. And to what and to what Amanda said, yeah, the question is, is there any downside? Are there long term repercussions for being involved uh, in that, both to the folks who were there at the protest and politically to the senators and, and elected officials um, who were involved or, or, or supported the uh, overturning the election results? But I'm going to be looking at how the Democrats um, deal with some of the structural issues in terms of the filibuster, do they try to get rid of that and make it possible to go to pass things beyond reconciliation, mm -hmm. um, and, which would allow a, a, a broader agenda and a lot more things to go through? Can they get their moderate members to go along with that? And do they wanna make that a push? 
that that will determine whether they're going for really big stuff or whether you know a COVID relief bill and a little more stimulus is all they're uh, they're going to go for, um, and and kind of set the stage for beyond the next couple of years. All right, folks, that is all the time we have. Again, Patrick and Ted and Amanda, you guys are among the best in the business. We are honored to have you on this week. We look forward to having you back. Folks, join us back here next week as a lively experiment continues.